Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are graced by the presence of our third co host. <laughs> Ultron. It never happens. Like this never happens. I know. Right? I never get to do yeah, this. You, you're never on the show. <sighs> Just I need more time in my life. <laughs> it's great to have you back, man. The things always. Yeah. This week we're talking about War of the Planet of the Apes. I'm specifically amped that you're on this episode because you love this franchise. Uh huh. Like like love this franchise. So uh-huh. I'm I'm super amped to have you like here to chat about it. If you'd missed this episode of all of the episodes, yep, probably would have been uh, very unfortunate. If I had to pick and choose out of this, and there's there were three movies that I had to choose from this month, and one of them I could not attend, and I decided it was going to be Dunkirk. That's the one Ooh. I'm not going to see with you guys, but it was never ever not going to be <laughs> War for the Planet of the Apes. I, I also <laughs> love like. I thought you were gonna say there was like there's three movies ever that I definitely wanted to be on the podcast for, and I was like Independence Day Resurgence, obviously <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I actually so the debut of uh, the segment Fultron's Scott Issues. Yes. When, whenever I was laying on the couch on the Fourth of July with my bruised tailbone, r- <laughs> watching my neighbor's fireworks outside my window, I thought for a brief second I was like I should put in Independence Day right now, but it hurts too much. So I just continued to watch Friends on Netflix. <laughs> the, the original Independence Day. Yeah, is that like a, like a double entendre? Like it hurts to move, but it also hurts to watch oh, a no. film that's been I desecrated. Love, I love the first Independence Day. No, I know, but like it hurts because you, it's like someone pooped on your favorite movie, and now every time you watch that movie, all you think about is the poop. Oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of like Die Hard 4. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. What? Uh, let's just, I'm going to let that one, that one coast it's on like, by. I mean, tell me that you can't watch Star Wars 4, 5, and 6 and just mm-hmm. be like, the guy in the freaking black suit is a whiny teenager. <laughs> and that's freaking canon. I think what bothers me more is the the crazy like Jabba the Hutt singer. <laughs> I, I, if I could just erase that. Whole, this is a great question. Let's pose it. Okay. Okay. If you could erase, you had to erase one scene out of Star Wars, what would you erase? The four, five, and six episodes? Any of them. The entire series. Entire series. Well, I would just erase Jar Jar from everything. Well, one scene. You can't... He's, he'd show up in the other scenes. Oh, gosh. It'd probably be something out of Attack of the Clones. Quite literally, Jar Jar is almost in every important scene, but he's in the background. Have you seen all of the uh, the like yeah, the, the, the conspiracy Jar Jar, theories? Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. It's, I went down ridiculous. that YouTube uh, YouTube. He is trail. single-handedly responsible for setting the Empire into motion. I mean, it was... So. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I Whenever I watched that the conspiracy theory video, I was like, oh, that could happen. Like, it could have been a thing. Yeah. And then, like, whenever people didn't like Jar Jar... They were just like, no, we're not doing that anymore. I don't believe in that conspiracy theory. I do, however, believe in the Berenstein Bears conspiracy theory. <laughs> the alternate <laughs> alternate reality? But that's for another time. You mean yeah. the Berenstain Bears? Nope. I know the truth. <laughs> uh, no, I would literally erase, I would erase that scene, that, that like crazy alien with a 
the voice. <laughs> Yeah, thing yeah, the, in, the long in lips. Jawa's Palace. But that was only in the uh, the updated editions, well, correct? That's the only thing that's available now, John. Well, of course, yeah. but but that's the like. But <laughs> ever I cr- I'm like, oh man, I hate it so much. Did so, you like it as a kid, though? No, no, really? Oh, I loved it as because a kid. Because we Wait, saw really? the originals, yeah, and we liked the like. I like. Oh, the I'd original. seen the originals too, but I was like, I was a total like CG junkie as a kid. Yeah. Like, see, I loved everything. I else. begged sucks. my parents to take me to see Jurassic Park, and they wouldn't because they said it was too scary. Mm. So any movie I could get my hands on that had CG in it, I was like, "Y'all." I, I listen. This is the thing. I'm not, and I, I honestly, I don't really have a problem with a lot of the other things that George Lucas did, like that scene with Jabba and Han Solo in the first one. That's hard to watch. Like, I mean, it, the, it looks bad, but like, I love it. I love the idea of it. Right. Um. And so, like, you know, things like that. The, I thought the, the, it the threw one, off the pacing. Like, I'll just lay that there. I the, didn't. I don't necessarily like that scene. The, the other things, I like. I I'm like George. What are you doing? Whenever it was just like a large monster would full screen walk in front <laughs> yeah. of everything, and you're like, what? Yeah, Why? yeah. <laughs> yeah you literally just blocked your entire gorgeous shot. How is that groundbreaking visually <laughs> at all? Um, that whole entrance into Mos Eisley yes. is just like the most like. T- the worst assault <laughs> on framing and staging that's ever existed. I love like so. <laughs> whenever they're searching for the droids initially, like in the sand or whatever, yeah. I love all of the things that they've added in the background. Where it's like there's just there's weird beasts back there. There's other people searching, and it's just and uh, whereas the original, it's like a couple of stormtroopers, and you're like, oh, they're guys. they've picked up the trail. Well, see, that but makes in, sense. In the other one, it's like there's just. Lots of them. Somebody should have like rotoscoped <laughs> in the guys that were actually combing the desert from Spaceballs. <laughs> just put yes. them in the background. <laughs> just hitting them back there. Oh man, dude, Spaceballs. Mm. Wow. So well, like in the because like in the original, I feel like it's just, like when it was just like two guys out there. It's like we made a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> The rest of the guys are back there. <laughs> well, I mean, like, my thought was, like, they're fanning out. And so, like, but in the, the remade one, they're fanning out, but, like, they're not actually fanning out. Well, maybe there's just more of them. I don't know. We should do a podcast sometime where we just watch Star Wars and then just talk about it while we're watching it. <laughs> It'll be, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe that could be in our Guinness Book of World Records longest podcast oh, man, uh, awesome. attempt. Have we looked this up yet, dude? It's got to be too hang many, on, too on. long. Gonna, it's got to be too long it for it to be actually like good. <laughs> Tell me what you've been reasonable. up to, and I will look that up. Okay, so <laughs> what have you been up to, Fultron? Oh, I. Um... <laughs> Chris I mean, just I, threw me I, under I, the bus. Yeah. I just <laughs> grabbed you, threw you under the yeah. bus. Um, I mean, I've still been playing a lot of battlegrounds. I'm still really bad at it. Uh, and one of the things about battlegrounds is like the farther you get, the more frustrating it is when you die. Mm-hmm. And so like, I get it. If I get into a really long game where I make it into like the top 10 and then I die, I'm just like, I can't play again. You're just like, I, I have I, to turn it off. I wasted how long, you know, I that have sort to, of thing. yeah, I have yeah. to take a break. Yeah. Um, but it is very fun. Uh, and also, little here's some news. You ready? The news. Okay. The so, news! <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> oh, it's real. I just hijacked it's this podcast. Totally real. You just you <laughs> just initialized your first major recurring segment on the show. I mean, <laughs> hashtag third co-host. You're gonna it's call real. me. It's if you're gonna call me man. a co-host, I'm gonna own this. Um, I'm into it. Um, uh, 
So I rewatched the uh, the pubg for short player <laughs> player unknowns battlegrounds the pubg um, pubg trailer for Xbox. Yeah, and it says it's coming late 2017. Yeah. It's going to hit early access, so it's like it's the uh, the game preview program, right, right, right. So it's you know it's essentially basically what it is on PC too. But but I yeah. just yeah I kind of had like settled in my mind like it's going to be like a year from now. I feel like though if if anything's going to like slip, it'll it'll be that. That's like because I mean they the, the like they have these updates and this plan and things like that. They even delayed the most recent like update by like a couple of weeks or whatever mm-hmm. to to you know, launch it in a more stable condition. And so like, I feel like that's probably like by late, maybe they mean like December 31st, (laughs) (laughs) barely squeak it in the door, like an hour before the, uh, the ball drops or whatever. Um, another piece of news about, uh, player known battlegrounds is that on PC, they're, they're, their first person servers are supposedly coming up very soon. Um, which I find incredible. Like, I mean, that game, in third person is interesting. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it will be like in first person though. Like well, sometimes, you can, like those you games, can go like, into first person right now. Like you, mm. you always have the option to go into first person. Mm. Nobody ever does because you can see around corners. Yeah, I was about to say like stuff in third person. Um, and so it's just another level of difficulty, basically. So mm. the game already has a lot of like real world kind of kind of things. You know, you have to listen. You have to yeah. like. You know, there's a lot of like. Real world tactics. So this is the realest of the real world. I, I mean, I think it's a very realistic game as far as like how you survive. You don't get a lot of like video game uh, tropes that like help you other than like I mean, a death like, message. There's not like kill streaks where, you know, they rain bombs from the no, sky on no. your, your opponents. Like, I mean, it's like it's very cut and dry. It's like you're dead. Game over. Try again. There's no like. Oh, you got this many points. Spend it in the store. Get a new gun. It's just like <laughs> they do give you points for winning, but everything is cosmetic. Yeah, uh, that you can buy, and it is. I mean, it's the the least rewarding thing, hmm. but it's so fun. That's the thing, like about great great gameplay. Like I think about even Rocket League. Like sure, yeah. Rocket League, they have like rewards where it's like, oh man, you've unlocked a new car, or if yeah. you spend money, it's like, oh, you've opened this crate and you get this thing. Yeah. Um, which I have an interesting story about some trades that I did uh, mm. recently. Anyway, but like the idea, it, it does never changes the gameplay. Like the, yeah. it's literally the exact same game as if you yeah. just loaded up the original like battle car and original rocket trail. Like it's the same game yet. I keep going back yeah. to it. <laughs> so fun story about rocket league. I, uh, I actually was in a match one-on-one. I always do the one, one V one, uh, ranked. Yeah. And, uh, and I was playing against somebody and occasionally people will be like trade up in the chat, you know? Yeah. And sometimes people are dumb and don't play. Like they, they literally are only in this ranked match in order to try to find somebody to trade with. And then they'll <laughs> just like forfeit if you're like, no. Oh my God. But anyway, that being aside, somebody was like trade. And then I was like, I left it alone, just didn't answer. And they were like, do you have crates? And I'm like, I've got like hundreds of unopened crates at this point. Really? And so like, I, uh, I was like, what sure. Are you, what are you talking about? And so that like Rocket League. after oh, okay. after Ro- we got out of that match, <laughs> after the match was yeah, you've rejoined rejoined the old conversation. Yeah. And then uh after that match, we got in traded and I just traded them like a full set of like 
some whatever crates I had. Um, and they gave me like a couple of really like the things that have come out of the crates, like exotic items and other body types and things like that that came out of the crates. I was like, ah, that's actually a pretty good deal for me. Cause I didn't spend any money and this yeah, is yeah. things that would like you, it's a random pull and it's like, eh, whatever. So I was, uh, I was actually very much into that trade. So I have a really cool body, uh, body by style and then tires on my car. Anyway, nice. so player unknown battlegrounds. Yeah. Launching Xbox 2017. Yep. Supposedly. Chris, you've rejoined the conversation. What did you discover? If we were wanting to make a run at it, we'd have to contact Guinness and get the official details. But looks like the longest podcast is about 25 hours long. Oh, that's totally, totally doable. doable. There's a the longest audio webcast is mm. 52 hours long. That's totally doable, too. I feel like we do both of them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, you don't want to just beat it. You want to beat it and then some. No. Yes. Yes. You're just like, no. 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 Just go no, for, you a, don't just go beat for it a good even some. 60. Yeah. Let's just do I mean, 60. That sounds awesome. I feel like, why did they stop? Why did they stop the, whenever they the did? The 60 cast. On either of those two. Like, why stop? It's a long time. No, it's a really it's long like time. It's like two and a half days, right? Well, so what we would have to do, Chris, is we would so how, what are the five twelve hour cycles two and a half days? <laughs> what are the uh, what are the parameters? Yeah, I don't know. Like for it, this, because like, like there's always we, weird. Can we sleep? Like, does it? Can we switch out guests? Do we have to be like Gandhi and stay up on a pole? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, that, did he do that? I don't know if he did that. <laughs> I think I would, you're thinking of David Blaine. Close though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I feel like like do we have to be like the same clothes the entire time? Can we not eat? Like, do we have like no. how many words? No, definitely, there's there's gonna be an hour where it's, it's the pizza cast. But how pizza? <laughs> just oh, talk about gonna pizza. Be, that's gonna be wonderful Dude. for people like like me who hate listening to people munch on things. Well, then we just talk about it and describe it. <laughs> it's it's like we've actually done food stuff on this podcast yeah, before with yeah. food reviews. So yeah. we would have to review the pizza for that hour. You know, we have to plan. I'm down. We need to plan. Normally, every summer we do an on location podcast. That's right. Out somewhere we should decide where we want to do that taking it to the streets we haven't done it taking it to this usually it's, usually it's pretty arbitrary <laughs> it is last time it was we were in pokemon was, go last time it was uh, intentional the uh the parthenon other mm-hmm. times it's been like oh man do you want to just meet up for lunch and do it and we're like yeah here's another question has anything captured your attention like pokemon go did recently No. I was actually thinking the other day about Pokemon Go and how I could not wait to go walk around aimlessly and capture <laughs> yes. fake monsters. It was so fun. And then I was like, I don't have that desire anymore. Like nothing inside so of me where, does. Where'd they go wrong? Um, I don't know if they went wrong necessarily, but like, so it's. I it's, think. Well, wait, I, hang on. I think they did. Let's just like lay it out there. If Destiny can keep us coming back and doing the same gameplay loops constantly for the past three years. Why can't Pokemon go? For me, the game seemed broken. Mm. So you had like these gyms, right? And it's like, oh, I can go take the gym. Mm -hmm. And it would literally, and I don't know if this is a a thing about being broken, but people could very easily game the system to become extremely overpowered. Mm -hmm. And so I would go take a gym. I would literally turn around and it would be taken back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They've adjusted that. Like, so with their year update, they adjusted how gyms work. I haven't done it yet. But it's supposedly like you can sit there and like literally have like your team like have multiple right. people in and battling 
with the other people that are there. So like, yeah, it has changed a little bit, but I feel like they should have launched with that. I think that's where that side of the game, the battling aspect, because like the collection aspect was super fun. The random encounters, that was pretty fun. Um, I think the battling is really where like there was no depth there. Like you and there's also like one of the biggest things about Pokemon is trading. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact that you couldn't just like go up to somebody mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, you yeah. want this? Sure. I'll give you this. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think really like it comes down to the depth. Like it was a very like surface level kind of like, Hey, you know, this will keep me captured for a couple of weeks doing the collection aspect, but the other sides of the game just didn't really materialize for me. Like some people have been super into it still, but, uh, it didn't, didn't grab me. What do you think, Chris? You asked the question. You posed no, I, the I'm question. A, I don't really have a a re, a thought on it necessarily, other than yeah, I agree with with you. Where it's like, if I so say like I had a lot of, I mean, maybe everybody did. I had a lot of ratatatas around me. Yeah. Um, if I could go to trade with somebody who had a bunch of other things, yeah. that I needed, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And then like you get the regional specific ones um, where it's like the U.S. had uh, a specific one and like Europe had a specific one and Australia had a specific one. It's like if somebody goes to one of those places, it's like, oh, man, save for giving them your phone to go catch one like Mm -hmm. while they're there. Like there was no way for them to benefit you by coming back and trading or something, you know, so. Um, so is that the is that oh. the, that the news? We're oh, in the we're, news we're segment. Still, we're still in the news. I don't know where nah, we are. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, we're done with the news. If that was the news, this is not news. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there my was news. My news things. wasn't even news. Okay, I just stated something people already knew that I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out. I started. Um, you played through this, the Assassin's Creed. Uh, side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, I never finished it, but I've. I've you didn't played. finish it. Okay. No. Is it any good? I like it. You yeah. didn't like it. I, I at first I liked it, but then I don't remember. I feel like it just got kind of like a little ambiguous as to what I was supposed to be doing, and mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. It's 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 like I'm maybe like three levels in, and it's already pretty repetitive. And I think there's like eleven areas mm. and i'm like ah this seems like i'm gonna fall off of this pretty quick yeah um and so was like, it free that, yeah it was part of games with gold at one point nice but the thing is like there were th- there's three of them there's this one yeah. and two other ones and i was like well if i like this one i'll play the other one was this and one I, the last one because i heard that the last one was the only one that I, was like i honestly don't even know it's yeah. the china one right yeah yeah i uh and i had just come off of ori so i kind of still wanted some kind of platformer oh man so that, but this is, I don't know. It's just different. If you yeah. have uh, $10 in your pocket yeah. or $20 in your pocket, I don't know. Anyway, the uh, Shantae and uh, over on Switch, yeah. Shantae Half Genie Hero is a, is a good side scroll. I need to go jump back into Zelda. I need to beat that thing. That's not a side scroller, though. No, I just need to force myself <laughs> to do it. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like the fact that it's just sitting there and it's this monster of a game that I know I'm going to get sucked right back into when I start playing it. So here's where I'm at. I'm super close to the end. Like, I know where my final shrine is. I've, I've, I know where it is. And then it's Have just going not, to the castle. You still haven't gone to the castle? I've been in the castle because there is a shrine in the castle. Right. And I found it. Cause like that was the, like, Dude, I was the like, castle has the best freaking loot. So out of anywhere, I've got to dive in there and I'm trying to decide like how, like which of these side quests do I do before I finish the entire like main quest and then go like, what do I want to do in my cleanup? Like the wrap up after the fact. Um, 
And so I like that's where I'm at, but I'm kind of delaying it at this point. So mm. as opposite from you, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I I, I want this to last mm-hmm. until the next big game happens on the Switch, and it's like I don't know if that's gonna happen. I feel like I'm gonna just break down this weekend and beat it. So, mm. but yeah, Zelda not happening for you. I mean, it will. It's just not right now. <laughs> um, something that happened on the Switch this week as well was uh, the Arms was updated. Yeah, I have Arms. Uh, they added a character. They uh, and I think a course as well that you could do. Uh, as, and it's 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 fun still. It's a fighter. I don't know. Nobody else cares about about Arms. In this <laughs> and uh, and that's fine. So you know. But yeah, that that happened this week. I played a little bit of that. The new character is very OP, very OP. Like they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to nerf that. <laughs> What's the time for the pick of the week? Pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, Chris, mm. hit me with your pick of the week first. My pick of the week. I have not watched this yet, but. On Netflix, there's a, I think, six-episode season of Castlevania. I think it's four Ooh, episodes. Yeah, four episodes. I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah, and they're only like 28 minutes long, so I'm like, man. Oh, man. It looks so really does, violent. So does that like clock in it like a, like a <laughs> normal... like my cartoons. I love blood. <laughs> does that clock in like a normal movie? Like, so, I mean, you figured well, like 20 minutes could, per... Yeah. It's like a... Yeah. Yeah. It's That's like a movie length. But yeah, I really uh, want to uh, cool. want to watch that. I have that in my queue as well. So did you know that you can actually fill up your queue? What? There is a limit. What? And I hit it the other day because I was just browsing. I like, I like to just like throw a bunch of things in there, you know? Like, yeah. I was browsing in. It's like exploring related titles and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, add, 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 add. And then I noticed that like whenever I, like if I accidentally like clicked on one I'd already added previously, it's like it says I need to add it again. So like, okay, I'll add it. And I would oh. get it back. And it just like it hits some kind of numerical limit. For some reason, and it never it, it tells you it's adding things, but it's not. But what? Like, okay, hang on, <laughs> this is confusing. Yeah. So, like, what one drops off is the oldest one you added, or no, is it one of the more them, like the no, new, the, the most new recent one does one. not go in. The new one just doesn't go in. Yeah. What? So beware, <laughs> beware of the uh, limit on your queue. <laughs> I always thought that the queue, and I, I was always very frustrated by whenever I would watch something on there, and they would remove it from my queue. And I'm like, I want that in my uh, queue. It doesn't, it doesn't do that anymore. It is mine. It didn't do that with uh, Doctor Strange. Well, that's the thing. And so then I started, I, I started going through. I'm like, well, I got to make space in my queue, so I started getting rid of things I've watched already. I'm like, ah, I'm never gonna watch this. Yeah, you know. We've discussed how I feel like whenever something goes off of Netflix that I feel like someone has snuck into my home and stolen <laughs> one of my yeah. Blu-rays or DVDs. It's it's not good, but I realized licenses expire. We can't just have all of our stuff on Netflix. My pick this week is also <laughs> a Netflix thing. The uh, The most recent season for iZombie has hit uh, Netflix, mm. and I watched through it. Very good show. Do you either either of you guys watch iZombie? No, I don't know anything it's, about it. It's a really good show. It's based on a uh, based on a comic series um, okay. about zombies up in Seattle mm. and uh, like a subculture kind of thing. It's it's it started as a very much a uh, kind of a procedural thing where she turns into a zombie, and so but th- like if they eat somebody's brain, 
they uh, see visions of the person's life and like pick up their characteristics a little bit and things like that. So she's a medical examiner, so that way she has access to brains, so she doesn't go full zombie, full Romero zombie is what mm. they say in the show. I think full Romero, <laughs> and uh, and so never go full Romero. <laughs> you don't go full Romero. <laughs> um, so the uh, the show, like this season, like the end of last season, it got crazy. And uh, like some world changing kind of stuff. So I was like, what's this season going to be like? And then it was like, it was totally fine. It was totally normal. Like it wasn't like uh, they went back any, any way, but like they introduced these kind of other side things going on here. So uh, very good show. If you're interested in some nice summer mm-hmm. binge watching, you, you know, can start iZombie. Did you know before Romero, zombies were not cannibals. They didn't eat human flesh. Hmm. They just kind of did whatever you wanted them to do. They were just undead. <laughs> they were they were the living undead. Interesting. Hmm. That's really interesting. Changed the course of history. I mean, seriously. <clears throat> I don't have that kind of impact one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day I'm going to take something that was something else and then add something small to it that changes everything. What is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is something that is not new, but it is the movie Get Out. Oh, nice. which I have watched four times in the last month, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. I uh, I rented it on iTunes uh, when my family was out of town, and um, I watched it, and I was floored completely. Mm. It was an amazing piece of cinema, and uh, then I wanted my wife to watch it. So when she got back in town, I was like, you need to watch this movie. And so I rented it again from iTunes. So I've now spent $11. Do they discount, do they discount the buying after you rent? They don't, do they? Like no, It's literally just like, no. you rented this and now I want to buy it. And then they don't give you any anything. No. no. So uh. Uh, then I was talking to my dad and I was like, hey, dad. Have you heard about this movie called Get Out? I was like, no. And w- then they were coming into town that weekend, so I went and bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. That's and amazing. And watched it with my parents. And nice. then I was talking to my friend David Wilkinson, who's been on this podcast, and I was like, bro, so I watched uh, Get Out for three times. And he's like, what's Get Out? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, is that what you were watching the other day? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what 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 was going on. So Did then you we join watched, in, or no. are you gonna are you gonna no, watch this with him as like, well? There were like four people sitting there, all like just like fixated on. Josh's computer screen. Yeah. Even though you had the Blu-ray, though, did you rent it from iTunes that time? No, but I did have a digital copy, so we did watch it on iTunes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so over two lunch breaks, we sat around my computer and watched Get Out for the fourth time. So that's okay. Here's something. Here's a question I always have. Like I, I watching movies broken up over days. Like that's hard for me. Mm. Um, it, like does it does it ruin the experience for either of you guys? Mm. Like at Not all? Really. I mean, it depends on what it is, but yeah. especially if I've if I've seen it before, no. Okay, like it's kind of like I, whenever you've seen something before, half the time you just like don't pay attention anyway. Yeah, it's just kind of on. Well, I guess I get that. Like, if you're showing this to somebody else who's like, well, if they don't watch it with you, there is no like way that they will like, ever watch so it. So my frustration comes in like, so we were watching The Big Lebowski earlier this year, and yeah. I think we watched it over four lunches and still didn't finish it, and then I was like, oh. Man. Yeah, it's like it, ruined, it kind of ruined style. the Big Lebowski. For yeah, me. I mean, it's a fantastic movie, but it just like it just like every because every so every part of that movie has this kind of like different feel to it, and it and it gets increasingly chaotic over time. But whenever you're like restarting it every time, it doesn't feel like it's doing that. Yeah, it just feels like what it is. Hmm. As a counterpoint to that, hmm. 
the first time I ever watched uh, No Country for Old Men was over two lunch breaks, mm. and I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. like that movie. that didn't hinder my experience at all. Interesting. In that, interesting, because like I I I just don't. It never occurs to me where I'm like, oh, I have an hour now. Maybe I should watch it. That yeah. sort of thing. And obviously, you know. Um, not being in an office, that sort of thing. Like, I feel like I would totally do that with people, yeah. like with other people. Yeah. Cause that's also the, an aspect of it. Like, I feel like it's like, oh, let's all watch this together over a couple of days, you know? Um, like, I think, and I do think it depends on the movie. Cause, like, say Pulp Fiction. Yeah. If you try, <laughs> Good luck. Try to watch that, watch that over two lunches. It barely makes sense on its own, anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Jeez, so awesome. speaking of Tarantino. Yes. He is now uh, supposedly attached to direct a. Uh, he's going to direct a write and direct a movie based on the Manson murders, Ooh. which sounds awesome. I think I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or not. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Like two months ago, I couldn't sleep one night and stayed up till like four in the morning reading on Wikipedia about all the Manson murders <laughs> and like oh, diving man. into all the other Wikipedia pages, you know, about like all this other stuff. That's insane. Then I didn't have any bad dreams, so that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Slept like a baby. I think you're a psychopath. <laughs> that's All right. uh, yeah, that's that's a little strange, man. Um, <laughs> supposedly his next to last movie, since he's only making ten. <laughs> do you think hey, he'll? Do you it's think good he'll to hold goals. to that though. <clears throat> I mean, he's he's eccentric enough to do it. I feel like there's like. I don't know. I feel like there's an element of where it's like, well, I only want to work on the the best ideas and so if you limit yourself to 10 we're like well is this one of the one of the 10 i mean that's true you know, is this yeah. literally 10 percent of my w- what i will work on my my body of work yeah. and it's like so maybe after a certain point it's like you you go well fifth i'm only making 10 more or something yeah. like that where it's like oh so how moving I, and I, I love goal? tarantino like he has like he's kind of full of himself sometimes but like he's one of the only people that i'm kind of like yeah he can be <laughs> well he's kind of he's kind of off like he's not yeah he's not really all there and so <laughs> i don't think he is at least uh but he's just he doesn't apologize for anything that he does yeah and when you watch his films you're just kind of like okay all right i'll go along with that i guess okay God, this is really good, but I'm so I just uh, there's a lot of morality <laughs> questions I have about my life at this moment. Uh, I I think if if he wants to make ten films, the dude can make ten films. Just like, cap it at that. Look at look at freaking Michael Bay makes Transformers <laughs> three, and he's like, I'm done. And then he craps out four and five. <laughs> See, but I think he was just done with the franchise. Like he's he's still into making movies. Like that's the thing. I feel like a lot of filmmakers are like he's obviously not done with the franchise because he made two more. In my brain, like uh, creators have a need to create. Like that's just what cr- like creators do a lot of times. And so like it seems to me like Tarantino just. Like he needs to make movies. Well, he doesn't need to make movies. He can he can still I guess write. Right. Dude, you're he right. Because he did, he did, he did like a, a stage for the rest of his as well. Life. Like yeah. I mean, like yeah, before uh, before he did the movie of it, you Hopefully, know, whatever. yeah, yeah. So Which, oh man, interesting. But yeah, I mean, I just, <laughs> I just start thinking you're about right. things. You're right. You're right. You could uh, you could move into a different medium, that sort of thing. So yeah. Well, how did we get on this topic? Uh, we, we were doing picks of the week. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I talked about <laughs> oh, get okay. out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So see it, don't see it. Obviously, get out it to like four people. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 
Dude, Get Out is like one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's time. It's time to talk. So, probably most of what I'm going to say needs to be in the spoiler section. I say we talk about the other things first, and then we'll dive into the other things. That okay. was the most confusing statement. That was the most confusing really? way to say that there's going to be a substantial non-spoiler-free or non-non-spoiler-free. I'm what saying this. I, I don't want it to be substantial. Oh. I want to put the substance in the spoiler section. Mm. Uh, mm. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So let's just do the rundown then. Like yeah. direction. Great. Acting. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah. Graphics like CG. Great. Hella. And <laughs> I say then, that uh, music. <laughs> Great. I mean, that's basically the rundown. Like, that's everything like that we talked about before. Like, the music. Cool. Here comes the super cool. There was a moment. Cool. I'll, I'll say this about about uh, the CG and, like, that sort of thing. There yeah. was a moment early on mm-hmm. before I'd completely, like, gotten swallowed up by the, the story mm-hmm. where I was like, I leaned over to you and I said, you're telling me that those are not a real apes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. The entire movie was that. Like, I thought for sure that there would be, like, you'd be able to see through some of the seams or anything, but, like, never. There yeah. was never a moment where I was, like, the suspension of disbelief is broken, you know? Yeah. It's like, there was, I was always in it. There was nothing visually that took me out of it. In most uh, anthology movies that have CG as, like, a main part of their story, it either gets more absurd as it goes along or gets worse as it goes along. Mm-hmm. Um, rarely ever do you noticeably see in each movie as it comes out that it is noticeably better. Like yeah. if you go back and watch rise of the planet of the apes, you'd be like, what is this toy story crap? Like, what? <laughs> you know? And then like, well, like you there watch- were moments in that movie. Yeah. I remember watching that movie the first time and there were, there was maybe a, a few moments where I was like, Oh, it's CG, you yeah. know, a couple of times, but it's yeah. like, and then the next movie, there's less, and this movie, none. Like the there biggest, was, uh, like that was very early on where I was like, I was still thinking about it, but after once I got past that, where it was like, I'm into this. Once everything started happening, mm-hmm. yeah, the there biggest was no tell going back. in the in the previous two movies is whenever there was a baby chimp. Mm. Uh, so like whenever mm. Caesar was a baby in the first movie, yep. and then Cornelius in the second movie was mm-hmm. was like a super baby, mm-hmm. and he's like a kid in this movie, mm-hmm. and they nailed him in this movie. Like he looks so good, he looks just as real as all the other apes, and then freaking Maurice, dude, like it, yeah, he looks like a like an animatronic, yep, yeah, but like in a good way, like yeah. because it looks like he's really there, like you could you can feel like the texture of his fur and yeah. his skin and like it's not it's not real to me the the telling thing with all this is always their eyes like whenever you think about like um rogue one whenever yeah. what's his face yeah, tarkin uh, tarkin shows up mm-hmm. his eyes just look wrong like the skin around just, his eyes because no, like i was the always, they, always the like the way his... they move yeah they don't look like they're looking at anything yeah um like it's just kind of like there and but the eyes on all these apes look so real, and you see so much emotion in them. 
It's incredible. Yeah. I, I will mean, say th- there was even like with Tarkin, I always like his cheekbones the way like he, exp- he like emotes around the eyes. Like always yeah. it was like, it, like it looks strange. And like, that's where whenever people do weird CG, like that's where it looks weird to me is like in the, in the like cheekbones around their eyes. Whereas this one never like yeah. I, it was like, I, I didn't even notice. And so like, I have nothing to say. Like, whereas like, Oh, there was that one moment where it came close to being weird, but no, it was never weird. So, yeah. Um, Andy Serkis, who's been doing publicity for the movie, was on The Late Show with Colbert. <clears throat> and I sent this in, a, in our, our Slack at work. I don't know if you saw it or not. But um, uh, he basically uh, shows a clip, and he said, this is a, this is a monologue that Weta Digital put together to illustrate how much of the performance of the actor is in the CG character. Hmm. My guess is that they're going to give it to the Academy and be like, do you feel like making a category now? Or are we just going to continue to act like this doesn't exist? Right. Well, Um, we had top billion on this movie. Yeah. It's dude. So they show this clip and it's just Andy circus in his mocap suit, delivering a monologue to the camera in Caesar's voice. And then they morph him into Caesar, like super slow over mm-hmm. the course of the like monologue, mm-hmm. and like slow enough to where you don't really realize he's morphing until you're like, oh, he looks more like an ape than a guy right now. Mm-hmm. And so, and then it gets to Caesar, and you're like, there's no difference. Like mm-hmm. it is Andy Circus under there. And if you had a different actor playing it, it would not be the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's so much validity to this process. And Andy Circus has, he's pioneered the crap out of this thing. And I was talking with my son about it because I showed him the video. He's only like seven, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, he loves movies and stuff. And I was telling him, I was like, this is the same guy who plays King Kong. He plays Gollum. He played, uh, Captain Haddock and Tintin and like these are you know he hasn't mm-hmm. seen Gollum or anything like that but like he knows who Captain Haddock is from Tintin he loves that movie and he was like and I was like do you see how he looks like Captain Haddock and he's like yeah and I'm like isn't it amazing that he can like act <laughs> through a character like a computer animated character and he's like yeah it's <laughs> really crazy like and it is crazy it's and crazy like, I think Colbert did a really good job of like helping the audience understand like that's cool. Uh, like Andy Circus is not, uh, he, I forget how he said it, but he's like, Andy Circus is not uh, a performer. He's not a great mocap performer. Mm-hmm. He is a performer who happens to use mocap mm-hmm. as his medium. Like he is an actor. Yeah. And what he does when he's doing uh, performance capture is acting mm-hmm. and that is coming through. And that what a digital uh, sample video really showed that and i was just awesome. blown away i'll have to post that at stantargetpodcast.com in the show notes there you go it's like a that's like a the, bonus pick of the week there you go the uh uh the one thing like i'm gonna call i'll call out ahead of time and we can dive into later um is i feel like some of the world building was weird in this movie um but we can talk about the specifics of that later interesting um I definitely think it's a it's a go see this movie. Yeah, for sure. I I agree. Go see go see the movie. Um, do you? Yeah. Do you think it? I don't think it necessarily requires the other movies. It would help to watch the other ones. There's a yeah. couple. There's a couple sequences where they make references to characters. Yeah. 
that drive motivations in this movie. Yeah. And so that would be a little confusing if you had zero understanding of what the previous movies were about. Right. I mean, they give you a little bit of information at the very beginning. It's as like a just in case you forgot the other movies. But like you're right, like there are especially um some of the setup early on um I don't know. I mean, knowing it it obviously benefits you to know what's going on here with these other characters. Like it benefits you to yeah. watch, especially the second one, I would say. Um, but I mean, the other two movies are fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. So why would you deprive yourself? But again, maybe if you're just going into this, oh, we're going to the theater, this is, like, go see this one. And then maybe that'll interest you enough to go watch the other ones after the fact. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we ready to spoil this thing. We've got three it's go see It's the shortest non-spoiler review ever. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else to talk about? It's gorgeous. It's uh, it's amazing. I, I said immediately after the movie, I leaned over to Chris and I said, I think that knocked your name out of uh, mm. the movie, your name out of first place for my favorite movie of the year. Hmm. Um, Those are some now, bold words, man. You can't take everything. You have to give me like a two hour limb like a, a buffer anything <laughs> i say in those two hours after seeing a movie is subject to change to take it back you know yeah because i get very excited i mean <laughs> as soon as credits rolled on suicide squad i was like that was awesome yeah, yeah. and then when i woke up the next morning i was like why there should be a there, I you know felt, i feel like i felt bad because like you i think you said you turned me that was awesome and i went really yeah <laughs> and then i immediately <laughs> felt terrible and i was for in my mind your hopes and dreams i felt so betrayed because in my mind i was like if there's one person in this theater who will get as excited as I am about this movie. It's going to be Chris Wright. And I turn over and he's just grumpy pants. And I'm like, what? I'm more excited than Chris Wright about a movie right now. I feel like we were pretty hard on that movie in the, in the review. No, it's a, it's a really bad movie. I mean, I feel like we, I feel like we weren't like as hard as we probably should have and could have been on it, but like we were pretty hard on it. There were some moments Uh, in the movie that I liked. Yeah. But but this not, movie, but this podcast is about War for the Planet. Of the that's Apes. right. That's right. <laughs> I, I was thinking there should be there should be a uh, a period after you see a movie where it's like oh that's the uh, it's it's the psych period where yeah. it's like you say something about it. <laughs> it's like now we're well within the psych window, you know. So I still think it's really great. I would I would like to go back and see your name again just to see mm. how I feel about Dude, it. A I want to see it so bad. I, do I know. Too. I really want to see it. Is it still going to be forty dollars? I don't know. <laughs> There's like a blu re- Blu-ray release coming, but it's like way <laughs> high price because it's not like an official American release. So you um, got to import it. I guess yeah. that's wild. Yeah, can uh, I not just anyways, buy it digitally? I don't know. I don't know. There's no like. There's no uh, no no weird delivery if that happens. Oh my goodness, um, that's crazy. But yeah, so my non-spoiler uh, opinion on it is it is an incredible, absolutely amazing piece of film. Like, mm. and if it doesn't win an Oscar for something, I don't even know. So what something I wanted is. to ask: how where how does it stack up with the other two? As a fan of the franchise. Um, and obviously you've just seen this one, so it's fresher, you know, that sort of thing. But how does it stack <clears> up with the other two movies? Um, in the first movie, I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And then spoilers for the first movie, but that was like six years ago. So your fault. <laughs> um, uh, when Caesar finally stands up to Draco Malfoy and says no <laughs> for the first time, <laughs> 
and he screams. That was like one of the most insane moments I've ever witnessed in mm-hmm. a movie. And because it, it was so profound and it was so earned, like mm-hmm. hardcore earned. Yeah. And the there was no more air in that theater. Like everyone just <gasps> like because it was so shocking. It was so crazy. And that's where I was like, this movie has my heart mm-hmm. for now until eternity. Mm-hmm. And I will love it forever. Um, the second movie was great and it was fun, uh, but did not have any of those moments for me. Hmm. This movie, I would say the entire first act felt like that, where I, I literally just had my hand over my my mouth for like a good 20 minutes, just like, holy, what am I even watching? So yeah, I would say it is one of the most powerful. It is the most powerful out of the three. Okay. And I think it's incredibly well done. All right. So obviously see it. The yeah. spoiler clock <laughs> is now counting down. It wasn't counting down before. It's now officially like rolling down. And so we're going to spoil this thing in about five, four, three, a two, a one. Throw out a spoiler. Caesar dies in the end. Man. So. so one thing I will say about that. Yeah. I didn't like the final like pan up to the sky kind of shot. I don't know what I would have rather it had, but I was like, that's a really odd way to end. I this would agree. Moment. I was hoping for one of those uh, sky transitions where you go up to the sky mm-hmm. and you come, come back, back down, down and it's different. Yeah to come back down and see this fully fledged ape society. That's, yeah. you know, that would have been maybe nice. we're like two years into the future and, you know, Cornelius is teaching a class about what his father did yeah. mm-hmm. for the ape community. And we see that Cornelius has become this leader yeah. or is, is, is training to become a leader under Maurice or something like that. And we just have some kind of like, okay, it worked out like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, some sort of like epilogue ish type of a shot. I mean, the movie was, it did have quite a long ending and we don't want to go all return of the king on it, but it was, you know, something would have been nice. It was some, a little, some amount of maybe some closure. It was uh, a little ambiguous. Closure. Yeah. And I would have even have loved like some kind of callback to maybe the first movie or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. I don't know if they would have done this. The, but. the uh, interesting thing about that, that moment, like I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I don't know how I feel about him dying at the end like i realized like hey we're putting an end to this trilogy and this was the essentially the caesar trilogy you Mm -hmm. know yep and and so we're putting it into that and so this is a very final very just here's where it is here's where the end is um and so i i realized that but like the the idea of i don't know it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to mentally get around that because he was merciful he has to die at the end because there is no other reason. I mean, other than him being merciful. Yeah. So like, yeah, he did the right so thing. So got punished we, for it. Like a dive into the story a little bit. Um, that's where I feel like this has some holes where it's like, and I don't know. Did Matt Reeves write this or was it somebody else? I don't know if he wrote it or not. Anyway, um, things I like, like, um, I like the whole opening first act. I love that. 
I felt like it dragged a lot in the middle, especially when they first yeah. get to the facility when they're all in prison. Yeah. Uh, but then I love whenever they make the shift to like this is basically the Great Escape with yeah. Monkeys. That was amazing. <laughs> that was cool, dude. Freaking bad ape with his head sticking out of the ground. <laughs> dude. That's the most adorable thing. It was perfect. <laughs> uh, and like the look that that monk, that other monkey, like other ape, gives him, like whenever he's he sees him for the first time, <laughs> and he just like slowly turns away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so oh my good. gosh. And that's what I mean by about the eyes. It's like yeah. there's just so much going on. Um so it kind of fell apart. But like what what I feel like they did a terrible job doing was um like with, with the villain with uh Woody Harrelson. Yeah. He's a very one dimensional character and you don't really know like what is what is actually really even going on here? What point are we trying to make with him? Mm-hmm. I felt like Gary Oldman in the in Dawn yeah. was a way more complex character. Yeah. yeah. And um and even though he was like like he's he was kind of vying for war against the apes, you at least understood his motivations more. Yeah. Um and I'm like, I mean, and you they, saw a lot. The same more. thing, and, and then like some of the things were just like, okay, why? Like, do they just need more manpower? Is that why they're spending so much energy on corralling up these apes instead of um, just building the wall themselves? Why is this wall going to protect them mm-hmm. from what's coming? Um, what? Like, I think what they're trying. To, it seems like they're trying to imply that like the last of the humans got wiped out, but they didn't really explain that at all. Yeah. Like, for all we know, there's more people up north. Right. Um, they implied for a second, they're like, you think there's more apes like us? Which it makes sense that like, yeah, if the virus spread around the world, then the apes in, like in Africa would probably be smart and there'd be no humans. So there's probably more apes somewhere, but that never came back around and touched right. anywhere. So it's just kind of like, there are all these like things that they kind of started and then like it all fell apart. I don't know if it really fell apart for me. I think that, so what the first movie... And then this movie have in common. Like, I feel like the, the odd movie out is the second one. Um, in that, oh, that is the only one that directly has to do with the conflict between like the humans and the entirety of, of apes. Whereas this one, the apes really, like you said, like after a certain point, they were just there. Like they were just, yeah, which they just, just happened just to be there. It feels weird. Like if we're going to set this up as like, you know, even, even, uh, Woody Harrelson's character, like said, like, this is the, this is it, you know. This is this is the the fight. Like if we yeah. if we lose, then we lose the human race or something like that. Yeah. I'm like it didn't feel like that. No, like, it, it didn't. didn't it didn't really. feel that epic. Well, but also felt sad because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was that that might have been an intentional choice because you have essentially okay. There's the apes who they the humans view as the big threat, right? But then the apes don't do anything to wipe out the humans. The humans wipe each other out, right? And so, like, I think that that statement is kind of. Well, cool. I mean, even moves like this is the thing. Like, even like okay, in the middle of the firefight. You know, like they see these apes escaping. Who cares at this point? You got this huge army coming at you. Why do you start shooting at the apes? Well, that seems weird. Here's, here's the thing. Like, I agree with you about Woody Harrelson and how, like, I, I wouldn't say he's one dimensional, but I would say that uh, it's kind of a uh, it's been done before. You know, the guy takes it too far. Like, he had a cross necklace. He had a cross on his wall. He's obviously this kind of like hyper religious guy who yeah. like got kind takes of takes it too far. Turns it into a cult. He right. feels like he felt like Negan a little bit. Yeah, from Walking Dead. Yeah, and so that's where it was kind of like. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like the fact that he wasn't like a, a real. He didn't feel like a real human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a hard time believing that all these people would follow him. Right. 
And at least in Walking Dead, like we want to compare him to Negan, at least in Walking Dead, we we get how Negan basically brainwashes these people into believing right. that and what they're doing is them. right. Right. Um, whereas this is just like, everyone is kind of like on their own volition. Just like, yeah, yeah, it sounds, it sounds about right. We need yeah. to kill all the people who are becoming animal like, like this. Right. Yeah. Great job. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well, obviously have some dissenters because, uh, you know, some people, like you said, ran away and like hid. And so we encountered some of them. And, right. You know, I, the, I don't know. It's well, it, you're right. It does. It did feel like his character, and then the 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 following of his character. Like that was the other thing about the way that Caesar died. Like where this person that he spared, or like first seen in the movie or whatever, and then that all comes back around to to you know be his ultimate defeat. And it was unnecessary in that way. Like where that that character had no development, like literally stayed the same character from beginning of the movie to the right. end. Like and so like this, it, and it's a side character. It so it's like, well, it would have made but, more sense to me, like a more, like been more impactful if like, just as Caesar spared him, he spares Caesar at the end, you know? Yeah. yeah or even if you he have get a chance to, but I mean, or even like he was going to, no, he won't. Didn't well, I mean the, him. the gorilla spared Caesar. Yeah, yeah the, so you get that. And that was well, great. To that point, that gorilla had more character development than that soldier. I know. I, I, I was totally fine with that, but but because he, Caesar interacts with that that character uh, numerous times throughout, and so like seeing that track, whereas I would have much rather with the soldier had it swing to where at some point in the movie he's like sort of maybe on the side of Caesar, but then at the ending he thinks that Caesar murdered his yeah. like the dude, and so he's like, well, he's a you know he he doesn't talk mercy now yeah and so like i mean i feel like if he had if he had kind of gone done the uh the 180 and then another 180 it would have been so much more believable in the end yeah. and would have uh would have felt a little bit more natural with where essentially caesar doesn't get punished for doing something good i don't i just don't think that, i don't i don't know because and that's the thing i don't know what the point was necessarily and, and like and even at the like at the end literally that entire army you're like all the humans are just faceless humans with a hive mind of we need to kill the apes yeah. you know like and it's okay, that if that makes a war a war, then sure. But <laughs> I mean, I guess like if from jumping off from like the last movie with uh, with the, the way that all that shook out, um, they would of course want to like wipe out the apes, but like to what degree? Like like you said, like where where you have this army facing you down, yeah. and it's like, are you that? like morally bankrupt to your core or don't have, I mean, not even that it's like, it's literally self-preservation at that point where it's like, rather than spending these bullets on the people that are literally directly trying to kill you, I'm going to take out the people who are getting away. And it's like, that doesn't make logical sense for self-preservation. Right. Well, they didn't like, even the, if you are a terrible like, person. They didn't explain really the virus, like how it's mutated. Like, so yeah, it was kind of like a throwaway line. Yeah. Well, it's like, if it's making them more animalistic, like the little girl doesn't really, she just can't talk. Like, well, that's ma- all it would she's, do. Maybe she's maybe more like maybe, maybe as she develops, but like that doesn't mean you need to kill them necessarily, does it? Well, that's the that's the thing about the colonel is like he sees the preservation of the human race about keeping our the thing that separates us from the animals and speech if, is the only thing I, in his mind. Well, I mean, and, and so, I guess like he was saying, Oh, they get more and more. Pro-, and I'm like, that, that doesn't, that, that sounds like a justification. Like, like, cause like she seemed fine. The person that we encountered there on the ground seemed like he was thinking clearly. Okay. You yeah. know? So it's not like they got more quote unquote primitive. It's I, I think, yeah, the like, 
purity of the bloodline might be uh, might be more of what they were kind of going for there. But they didn't quite land that punch story wise exactly. Yeah. Um. It was like because we really only got of that. Um. We really only got like one monologue, and it was a great monologue. But it's like we didn't intro like it was just a big exposition dump at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. And so like exposition dumps tend to leave out these things where it's like, well, how does that work in application? Like we saw some effects of it. We stumble upon like, you know, the effects of this thought process, but like, how does the monologue thought process manifest in real life? And like, yeah. we didn't see any of that really. So yeah. the last thing I think, like I wish they had explored more was like, it felt like they were kind of going down the path of Caesar didn't really trust. I don't know, it doesn't didn't trust humans. Like he didn't even get like, give that guy, you know, like in the village, like whenever he shotgunned him, like really a chance, but he was going for a gun. Yeah, he was going for the gun, man. But it seems like to distrust this girl, and then whenever she helps him out, like it seemed like this was like a very like touching moment, but that never went anywhere. Well, not directly with Caesar. Like that's the other thing that this series has done really well in my mind. Uh, aside from like the first one or whatever, I guess even the first one because you had like a lot of other like side characters that were had stories with each other and they had uh, developments that happened. Like even though Caesar didn't necessarily directly um, aside from whenever she fed him or whatever, but like have any other final moment with the girl that they picked up along the way, like that didn't, that didn't bother me because she had closure and like we, that storyline kind of mm-hmm. came to a conclusion with a lot of the side characters and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And Caesar was essentially just, us uh, like if you if she was the main character her feeding caesar and her like that mm-hmm. whole thing was just a subplot to her main story mm-hmm. which is you know i like the way that that all interweaves um and i mean i'm fine with that but yeah i mean it, it because of caesar not having the direct relationship with her at the end or whatever man i could see see you missing something there but mm-hmm. i i actually really liked what they did with Caesar in this movie, because the first two movies, he's a little, he's a little too perfect in his judgment, in his actions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He, he doesn't really get pushed to this place of like, Oh yeah, I took it that a little too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And in this one, he finally gets broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were and, like two moments at the very least that where he like really did. Yeah. Or like when he, guns that guy down in the village it's like he's done dude he is done trying to this whole like you know we don't kill humans for no reason like he was he was over that Mm -hmm. and i was there with him because it's like you know i talked about the first act early on and dude when when his family gets killed Mm -hmm. and he sees cornelia's hiding Mm -hmm. like that that hit me deep, yeah. and I was like, "Man, mm-hmm. this movie, this movie is is um, they're going for it." Yeah, like there's some real stuff going down in this movie, and then to see him basically, you know, you know, Maurice calls him out and says, "You're no different than Koba," and then uh, Caesar almost just kind of comes to terms with that, where he's just yeah. like, "Yeah." I loved I, I loved that moment at the end of the movie where he's he's like he's just admitting, hey, I'm like Koba. And yep. like that like and everyone like I'm okay with it and everyone should should be okay with this. And it's like while that I don't know mo- if he was okay with it. I mean he was just like being I think realistic. he just realized he was like 
like he finally kind of understood where Koba was coming from. He's yeah. like, oh, there is a point where the humans can go so mm-hmm. far that I can't forgive them anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, that's a hard thing to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. and not just humans. Like, you know, the uh, winter <clears throat> that other ape. Yeah, that betrayed them. Like, yeah, he asked for forgiveness and he wasn't having it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there, there's just, you know, I don't think Caesar. It's it's kind of like the Joker and Batman or like Negan mm-hmm. and Rick. They're like, you honestly think you can keep this moral code? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just see how many people you lose before you snap. Mm-hmm. And you you throw your moral code out the window, mm-hmm. you know, and that's always kind of the fight of the hero is like, can you keep that up? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I murder your wife and your son? Like, can you tell me then that like we should show mercy? Yeesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's my, here's my other question. Sorry, I forgot to bring it up earlier. At what point do they go capture the, the apes? Like, because so yeah, you, they never they never showed that they passage of time was odd there. They they find their camp, and then they leave. Yep. You would think it would be then, but they're going into the mountains. Like so, they're at. I I have no idea because the the apes are going into the desert. Like it seems like completely different directions. Right. Like when that happened. Well, and how even, that happened because like they've been, if they've been fighting for years, how how are they just like okay, finally we finally captured them all. It was so simple, so easy. You know, <laughs> just yeah. happened upon them. Yeah. That's a little bit of uh I mean the only the only excuse I can think is like Caesar did say like if we leave we mm-hmm. basically put ourselves in their hands yeah. like yeah so part of the the thing was that they didn't know where they were in the the, forest. Hu- the humans didn't know where the yeah. the apes were once they found that out then the apes all had to leave and then basically smoked them out of their yeah their their hive and it was like okay now we can take them there was like there was a couple of things in this movie that kind of broke the whole show don't tell rule Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, kind of would have been better for us to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would have been better for us to know. We'll have like an inkling that that had happened. Yeah, some of the uh, some of the the more interesting like things about the world building, um, the like the the ski lodge was amazing. Yeah, it was cool. The fact like the uh, the ornament from the car, like that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of like telling people these things and like that, like that, I guess that would be a symptom of what you discussed early on where you have, they're essentially the, at a certain point there, the apes are a side story to two human factions destroying each other. And so because we're not like the main characters of this movie are not directly involved in that conflict, mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to, to, to do a show don't tell in, in a lot of those ways because of a lot of these questions, you know, it's like, Oh, well, what about this? What about that? So, um, yeah, the, yeah, the, them getting captured as well is a little bit weird, but I do think like, I believed it cause he even referenced as he was leaving them on the beach there, um, as they were going to the desert, he said, once I kill him, Mm-hmm. they'll be after me so that that'll give you your best chance of escape. Mm-hmm. So like I did like at that point I was like, well, so that means that there's a chance mm-hmm. that they won't escape. Right. And so because he couldn't find the guy, um, they obviously got captured. Mm-hmm. And so like it made a little bit of sense there, but yeah, that is a tell rather than a show. So yeah. Yeah. Where do you think they are? Is it Salt Lake? I don't know that it's, I mean that's pretty far north. 
from where they were. Well, they were in. They yeah. Well, so originally, yeah, it seems like. Well, we started off the first one. We're in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but at some point they receded into the forest, which is probably up north. They probably went north. Yeah. I just like. assumed they're in the Sierra Nevadas, and when they're talking about the border, I'm assuming they're talking about the Nevada California border. Okay. Oh, you think? Not I the, thought they were talking Canada, can, Canadian California. Well, it wouldn't be that. I don't think they would have traversed that far. Yeah, and in, in uh, California doesn't hit Canada. Mm-hmm. No. Well, then yeah, and then you have the. I mean, that's well, a, that's where a, are you in the snowy mountains like that? The Sierra Nevadas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, major like yeah, yeah. Tahoe and stuff like that. Like, I would imagine, and then yeah, so it's like the climate there is like you have San Francisco. And then just outside of San Francisco, you have like Redwoods, which is mm-hmm. kind of like by just outside, not just, not as just outside. <laughs> I mean, as, in that first movie, we're literally in a redwood looking at the Golden Gate. Yeah, I that, couldn't find that spot whenever I went to California. That man. does not exist. Um, <laughs> but there are redwood forests, yeah, yeah, near San Francisco, right? That you can drive to, um, like an hour, they, like they, within an hour. They do not overlook the bay. Um, so. Uh, you go east and you're going to hit the Sierra Nevada, especially if you go mm-hmm. northeast, mm-hmm. you're going to hit the Sierra Nevadas and there's just going to be crazy peaks yeah. and like snow-capped mountains and all that kind of stuff. And then you go down. It's where like a lot of skiing and stuff like that happens yeah. out there. Like so. even if you look at Tahoe, like there's tons of snow and stuff. And then literally on the other side of the mountains is Carson City, Nevada. And mm-hmm. it's just flat. Yeah, yeah. And it's like hmm. you get straight, you start getting into desert. Like, so my my guess is there's somewhere in Nevada. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Interesting. Like mid, mid Nevada, somewhere around there. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Anything else with the movie? We've kind of deconstructed the well, story. Well, about, yeah, we talked. I would love to talk about positives because yeah, we, talk we talked a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. about negatives. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I loved the way this movie opened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it really hit the ground running like hardcore. Um. I, I, I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to talk about positives. I did not like the words at the beginning. Oh, really? Oh, whenever we're like emphasizing like recapping the movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought like that was rise. a weird, it was a weird way to recap the movies for somebody who hasn't like seen it. And then it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was strange. It would better with like a voiceover or something. With or like, nothing. Like or, it didn't yeah, need not, it. Like, yeah. Open it up. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you, all the information that we got out of that, we already know. Yeah. For, like, all it said was that, like it said, 15 years ago. So now we know this is five years past the last movie because mm-hmm. the last movie was 10 years past the first one. Mm-hmm. So now we know we're five more years in the future. Or we could have just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. guessed that by looking at how old Cornelius is. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's just kind of, I didn't like that. Anyways, what I liked. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I loved, like I said, I just, I felt it so strong. I felt all the emotions. I felt all the things. Yeah. Well, if especially was, like right off the bat, we get into that battle, like the battle yep. sequence. And I was like, oh man, we're being true to the, uh, true to the name here with yeah. the war situation, which again, like going in after like the trailers and things like that, I thought we were going to have like war between the apes and the, and the humans, which this was really, that opening sequence was really the only battle between apes and humans that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was awesome. It was amazing. Like, I love the smoke. I love the arrows, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The opening sequence of this is great. That uh, above and the and head I drone loved, shot, dude. Oh my gosh. I loved a lot of the like again. I loved it was the Great Escape with monkeys, you know, like yep. dude, apes. That I, middle I, portion was. I, lo- I loved that. You know, that was so cool. What did you guys think of the bad ape character? I thought he was cool. Like, 
it's odd to have comic relief in in a movie like this. Yeah, and we really haven't had a ton of it before. Right. And I, so that, but I do like that that gives a variance to this character and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think I think the comedy felt appropriate. Most like there may have been one time, but I don't know. I think it, I, yeah, it pushed the limit a couple times, but for the most part, I really liked him. Yeah, like I really liked. I I, lo- <laughs> I loved it. Maurice is trying to get him to get on his back, and he's like, "What? What are you? Huh? No, no. That no, was something. No, that I, no, no, no. What I loved about this movie, and a lot of like that was part of it. Whereas, like, you have so many different languages, and like you have yeah. these language barriers of people who have to do things together. Yeah. Like, you have uh, the the girl; she can't speak, but she can understand, uh, like." speaking at first but she can't like she doesn't she over time learns some sign language but like even there you know where she's like oh what's you know am i ape like is am i an ape or am i is my name ape like you don't really know like there's a lot of these these times where like people have to communicate with each other that they have no idea and then with uh with with the uh the bad ape character like he he could speak but he couldn't understand sign language and so he's even like popped his head up there and people are like oh this is the one i told you about and all this stuff and like he's just like he has no idea what they're saying yeah like and i didn't realize (laughs) that until until he just kind of like gives them a blank stare (laughs) and then they reach their hand out like the uh the whole like oh you know thank you or hello you know like they they do yeah and uh and he just reaches up and shakes it like uh you know (laughs) he's like oh hey hey there i've seen you know i've seen somebody do this once I love so. that he like is trying to get his hand and then he has to like duck his head back in the hole and then stick his hand out. Yes. It's just so good. And the crazy part is that's, uh, you mentioned it, but it's Steve yeah. Zahn. Yeah. He's like a comedian. Yeah. But it like totally nails this role. Oh, yeah. Even in the serious moments. Like, Steve Zahn so is good. a, is a, I would say underrated actor. Cause like even in, uh, rescue Dawn, uh, it's him and Christian mm, Bale yeah, out yeah. in, you know, the jungle. And, uh, he does an incredible job in that, that film. Um, something else I loved like about his character and I loved about the ski lodge, the whole ski lodge thing was really intriguing to me because it's a very cool space. Yeah. But just the fact of like that, that he's lived here, he's collected all this stuff and like in, it's it's his it's his fort it's his home you know um and like whenever he goes back and falls like trips the second time Mm -hmm. and he he's i'm all right i'm all right like it's like (laughs) how did he learn that that's a like that that's a social thing like that's a social thing that you do whenever you fall down i'm all right you know and so like he he obviously has interacted with someone who's done that before and it's like that's awesome i love love the whole like idea that he's so completely personality wise and like experience wise different from everyone else that we've encountered so far i liked that aspect of the, mm. his character in this movie yeah. that it shows this variance where you're, you're right like if there are other apes in other regions of the world it's like they're going to be completely different mm-hmm. socially and culturally it's like that's I, that is super intriguing did either of you guys think that maybe that army that showed up at the end would be apes no i hadn't thought about mm, that. no i didn't either like whenever they weren't showing their faces i was like i feel like these are going to end up being apes and then Oh, that would have been really interesting. That would have been yeah. super weird. Yeah, it would have been. I think it would have been awesome. That would have been very, very more sci-fi than we've Dang been it. in this series before. Now, then, now then I would, don't like this movie anymore. Because then it would have been like more definitive. <laughs> hey, the apes just won this war. Yeah, that's a much better movie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it gets into like the uh, the campy kind of. 
And then it explains why like he's, he has like his, it would explain why he has such a disconnect from his commanding officers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it would explain the hatred. Yeah. Yeah. It would explain why but, they were yeah. why they weren't letting them get away because it's literally they're the same like group of of people in his mind. You yeah. know, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, would, I I kind of honestly like whenever you were you know you know how you were talking about like people have gone back and like looked at like hey what if they did something in the future or something like that and it's like this is how it connects with Charlton Heston. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought we were gonna like uh, at the end an astronaut like just kind of like, stepping <laughs> on the Earth, you know. <laughs> But see, then I uh, see. I feel like all of the things you're laying down there, that feels a little too, like um, I don't know, Transformersy. You know, where it's like I don't know. So okay, or well, like here's Marvel the ex- extended universe type thing, where it's like the end credit sequence of like. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. Down. So they've said like this is the end of the obviously yeah. it's the end of the Caesar trilogy, yeah. but they have not said, the end of the and apes. have quite. Um, Quite possibly, like promised that there will be another trilogy uh, that will take place more in the Charlton Heston era. Mm. Now, if you go back and watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes, yep, there are a couple things that happen in the background. One of them is a TV broadcast. That's what you said of some astronauts mm. leaving for a mission to Mars, mm-hmm. and then later on, there is a newspaper clipping that is showed. I might have the mediums reversed, but uh, uh, says that these astronauts have gone missing, and we don't know where they are. Be amazing. I, I mean, I would I would be fine with with seeing some of that and and in reinvestigating this. That's the other thing about like these movies. I love these characters so much, and even the side characters, like you get yeah. attached to everyone. That everything felt meaningful within it. Um, and so I'm like, well, now that. Like the main character, this you know Caesar is not in the franchise anymore. Right. It's like, man, what? I think there's enough there still to where I would I would watch the next one based like yeah. if it had any of the other. Characters. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch another one. And like, yeah, to to your point that you just said, like these characters mean so much to you. Like Caesar means a lot, and that's why. Like, I, I'm I'm almost on your side where I'm just kind of like, man, his death didn't feel like it meant a lot, you know. I, and sometimes that happens, like. Spoilers for Wolverine or, or Logan. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. uh, to some extent, I felt like Professor X's death in that didn't mean a lot. You hmm. know, it just happened so unceremoniously, and this felt kind of the same way. Where it's like, you know, it wasn't. He didn't really because we don't know the stakes. Did they destroy all the humans? I don't know. Did he die doing that? Maybe. But we don't know, yeah. and so like if we understood the stakes better, I feel like his death might mean something. Like, sure, he got the apes to this point, but like to the desert location, like the oasis kind of area. But he also like got them to the forest at one point, and that and that wasn't enough, you know. So like, whenever like, hey, I'll tell you know, we'll we'll tell everyone what you did. Well, what did he do? Yeah. Like, what was this? I mean, so I'm, I guess. But even at its core, even more than that, like it doesn't seem like even if I had known the stakes, the circumstances surrounding how he died, and I guess we foreshadowed it a little bit there, where he's like, "Oh, you know, bet you, I hope that you don't live to regret, uh, you know, know. sparing this guy I mean, again." Why is this guy just this murderous, cold blood killer? You know, right? And it's like it doesn't <laughs> seem like it doesn't seem like he was that way. It seemed like he was like surprised and like that he was spared in the beginning and it seemed like he didn't really want to shoot him there later on. And then even at the end, it's like, 
you're now just you just killed him. Well, also like, so it's was like, he it's, just hanging out in that pin for the past twenty minutes? Well, I think he, he, he went in there. Yeah, <laughs> and then he comes out of that whenever he shoots Caesar. Yeah, I mean, like, and there's, I don't know. It just seems like the circumstances surrounding how they orchestrated his death didn't mean a lot. Like, even if we yeah. had known the stakes, that specific, the fact that it was this character that you spared at the beginning, and then that, like, the then no change throughout the entire thing, and then he kills you at mm-hmm. the end. It's, like, that's a really negative thing, like, very negative, like, way to present Caesar's world. And then it's also, like, it doesn't mean much. Like, it's just... Yeah. It almost seems like other movies will do things like well, where it's like, well, sometimes random life events and tragedy just happens. And it's like... But they didn't feel like they were making that, that point. Exactly. Like it never was presented as random tragic things just happen. It was presented as, was that supposed to mean something? You know, right. it's like, it almost like they wanted it to mean something. They wanted it to be so weighty that he, this is the person that shot him because they foreshadowed it. Yeah. And, how did and you, then it didn't. So how did you interpret um, him not killing Woody Harrelson's character and letting him kill himself? Was he like? Was he making him like, hey, actually, show me you believe what you believe and kill yourself? No. Or was it? I don't want to do this. I, like I don't know what it is. I think what it was. Mm. Well, I think okay. So he was gonna kill him, and then he realized he has the ALZ virus, right. the mutated ALZ virus. So. Hmm. Uh, I think once he realized that, I think Caesar, he almost was like, if I kill him, he doesn't get to eat his own words. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I get revenge, mm-hmm. but then I have to live with it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Or I can let this dude deal with everything he deserves. Mm-hmm. And just watch it. So I feel like that was hmm. kind of this cathartic thing for Caesar to be like, it actually does pay to show mercy. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. yeah, there's great cost and there's great sacrifice, but at the end of the day, mercy always wins. Mm-hmm. And the people who refuse to show mercy will ultimately destroy themselves. And so I think that was a great way for him to be able to move on from that. Cause he got to see this dude's, this dude's obsession become his undoing and uh, maybe kind of woke Caesar up a little bit out of his Coba trance. Yeah. I mean, that's how kind of I, I read it where he's, he's right there at the moment, you know, right yeah. to the, the moment where he's it's decision time. Do you do this or not? And then, he realizes that it no longer matters and you know, it no longer matters because it's going to deal with itself and it no longer matters because I mean, even if the dude hadn't turned around and like killed himself, like the the army outside is coming, is coming in and and again, and and he isn't in a position to, to, to do anything about it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I, I just think he got to that point where it's like revenge, 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 revenge. And then you get to the point of like no return on revenge and you go, well, in these circumstances, revenge no longer matters at all. And so, like you said, let me get, let me make sure that what happens happens. But you know, 
don't know because that's why he didn't throw the gun out the window he put it within like arms well, i know reach, that obviously you know, like, but it's that, like you know and that, i mean there just wasn't any like explicit explanation like or Im- implication really like he just kind of puts it down and it, i don't you know like is it you know it's like okay is it so you want Woody Harrelson to, to realize, oh, all these people that I've been killing, they actually are okay up here. They just can't talk. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like what is, you know, what is it, you know? Yeah. I mean, his own men would probably, like he's been killing all these people. His own men would probably kill him if they found out he had yeah. the, the virus because he's inundated them with this idea that these people need to be killed. Yep. And I guess like there's also the idea that it's like, well, he Woody Harrelson obviously wanted him to do it. And so it's like at the point of like whenever you're taking revenge on somebody and they're like, yeah, do it. It's like, well, I don't want to do the thing that you yeah. want me to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a, a, a lot of interest. Like, yeah, it's an interesting. See, that's what I love about these movies know. though. You can read it a few different ways. Yeah. The thing I love about the whole concept of Planet of the Apes, and it's not just these movies, but these movies have given it an incredible new life. But the whole thing about like, at face value, like it's a, it's a commentary on racism or something like mm-hmm. the '60s version, right? But the more you think about it, like this story applies to so many like psychological conundrums mm-hmm. of just like how you treat people, how how you judge people, what you think mm-hmm. about the world, like your purpose in life, and it's like right. it's a movie about ape dudes <laughs> that run the world, and like like it just seems so absurd. But there's just something about these movies that, like, every time I watch them, every time I watch these new ones, I just think about, like, how we perceive our world and, like, how we think about life and what's precious and what's not precious and what's meaningful and what should we spend our time on and not spend our time on. And it's, like, it's just, it's so crazy that, like, this idea of apes taking over the world has such a crazy psychological effect on humans yeah and you can definitely apply that you know this that like this movie more so than the other ones um to like okay if we're if we're saying that like what makes a human like are we saying you know like not being able to speak would be a disability so are we saying like right okay these people because of a disability are not worth living like that kind of thing. You can apply it to all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and you're right. Like I like that about these movies. Yeah. For sure. I wish it was a little more like I I don't know. I just wish it was a little more apparent sometimes like what we're actually trying to say. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think I think it's fine. Like I think it's fine how it is because in so many ways the best movies to me leave me with like they ask a question rather than make a statement. And so leaving me with like to to, leaving you to sit there and ponder these things, like those, those heavier things. Like, I think that means more than just making a statement about it or whatever. But I do think like that, the fact that all of that runs into the, the movie is why some of this movies like kind of the, the things that don't make sense logically or it's like well what are you really saying by this by by the way that this all played out like i think that's why it makes I, those moments more right. obvious and i don't yeah i don't and i don't mind asking i don't mind movies that ask, ask questions and don't necessarily answer them i just want them it, i want it to feel intentional like, and consistent and yeah 
Because I consistently don't think like it's been a, it's throughout the every movies up to this point and even most of this one like it was a good thing like you said whenever somebody shows mercy to somebody but the only time it wasn't was an arbitrary moment right at the beginning of this film and then that just all comes back to mm-hmm. to haunt you in the end and so it's like well the uh, yeah I mean the strongest moral is that yeah <laughs> like that was the like don't uh, help people like the uh, <laughs> show no mercy the. I always, I always go back to what uh, Dave Filoni has said about like Clone Wars, where he's like, "What kind of story are we trying to tell here?" Like, and with Star Wars, it's it's obvious that it's a good versus evil. Whereas this one, it's like it's always been way more ambiguous, but it's never been a show mercy to someone and then get killed because of it. And it's like, and that and that 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 was a little bit felt a little unearned at the end um, for like we pan up and it's like, Oh, this, you know, it's supposed to be a glorious moment. It felt a little unearned in that way. So. Mm-hmm. So, well, hold on. Oh, okay, was, never mind. So, so you guys feel like Caesar died for no reason. I mean, I think that they were trying to imply he died for a reason, but didn't define what that reason is and why it was important. Hmm. I think if he had, um, if another character had killed him rather than that specific one that they set up from the very beginning and then had interaction with all the way throughout and then in, in the end, that sort of thing. Because if, that, if, if that character hadn't killed him and if, if he had been trying to save the uh, apes, let, you know, let them get away and then somebody else had killed him or a random, like a, literally like a random uh, bullet from, he just gets caught in the middle of it. Yeah, just you know? caught in the middle of the explosion, can't escape, right? If that had happened, like, and it, you know, he succumbs to his injuries later on, sure. Because the fact that the guy who killed him, the fact that that guy actually killed him, sends the message that because he showed mercy to this guy, yeah. it ultimately yeah. led to Caesar's death. And especially with, with Woody Harrelson's line in the middle where he implies right. that that could come back to bite that later. big foreshadowing thing. And I'm like, man, well, why are, why is that a, like, yeah, why, why is that the biggest, largest message in this movie? Yeah. Like most clear, at least message. That's where, that's where it comes down to like when I'm asking all these questions, I'm like, I don't yeah. really like that as a message. No. Right. Well, I don't think that was the message they were trying to send. <laughs> don't help people. Cause they'll just end up killing you. Yeah. Cause like, you're right. You know, there were other times and like I said, others, uh, the other movies, people show mercy and it's like, you make the right decision and it's like, Oh, good things happen. Or like you can kind of mitigate the damage if you do, you know, the right yeah. thing or, or the right thing is still worth doing, even if it costs something, but right. They didn't really even like go that far. Right. On this one. Yeah. I have to think about that a little bit. Cause I, yeah, that is at face value. That is kind of the message they're sending, and I don't think that's what they intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I think a second viewing would yeah. would maybe be in order to figure out exactly like what what that or or a second viewing with a commentary, yeah. which I'm always yeah. kind of like, I shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Cool. We ready to rate this thing? Yeah. All right, let's hit it. What do you rate it, Voltron? Well, did we rate your name? Hopefully. No, I don't think you've rated no, your name. I mean, I would have given your name like a 9.5 probably. Yeah, I mean. Like, it, it was so good. Yeah. I'm. We didn't really review it. I'd love to review it when it comes out. Whenever yeah. people can watch it. Yeah, I think I, it was just a pick of the week or something like that. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 9.5. I mean, wow. it's it's definitely up there for me. Even with the stuff that we talked about that's kind of negative, I still mm-hmm. feel like 
this movie just does such a good job of just what's that struck a chord yeah and i think it's just the the feelings that that come with like if you if you were to give somebody who had never heard of planet of the apes the synopsis of planet of the apes Mm -hmm. they'd be like okay so is it like a comedy Mm -hmm. or what like it just seems so arbitrary Mm -hmm. and i think this film just showed how not arbitrary a movie about planet dominating apes is Mm -hmm. and how like they could have easily made this a Michael Bay popcorn thriller movie, but they really put some serious thought into these movies. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this movie did an amazing job. I mean, we're asking a lot of questions, right? I mean, (laughs) whether that's because of flaws or because Mm -hmm. of like, you know, psychological, like, what do we think about this? And like, (laughs) to me, I think that's such an amazing thing. And I think, um, it is unprecedented what they did with the character of Caesar over three movies, especially without doing the whole, like we're filming them all at once and releasing Mm -hmm. them a year at a time. Like they took their time and it's been, you know, like six or seven years since rise of the planet of the apes came out Mm -hmm. and they just created this, great arc in yeah. my mind and, and they're very unique stories too like each, oh yeah each, each one is completely one. different and this one's a very unique thing like i mean where else do you have uh do you have like a, a prison break sequence with with uh <laughs> like little these, tiny well, baby even apes, them escaping you know, going the, over. the like, atrium in the first movie wasn't as you know, yeah yeah Right. It's a completely different way to look at it. And we're like, you know, communicating through, you know, with the people outside. There's like the inside people. Yeah. And I mean it's it's a really like it's a unique look at it. And it's like it was not something that I expected. So yeah, I yeah. mean, you know. I'm giving um, it a nine point five. What do you rate it, Chris? We're going to, we're going the opposite sides of the spectrum here, I think. Well, I'm trying to decide it's either an eight or an eight point five. Okay. Um I'm leaning toward the eight, but that might be too harsh right now. I don't know. I think I it would is, probably. It is too harsh. I think <laughs> I would probably help you. Put it. <laughs> it's weird because like I have a, a similar like mind. So I, I I always talk about Prometheus nod at my brain after, yeah, yeah. after watching it, where you're like, man, what were they like? What were the themes? What were they saying with all of this? And it's like, and it's like, and I didn't even like what they were. What I thought that they were saying. <laughs> I don't even like the ideas that were presented to me in the, that movie. But it, like, it nod at my brain. And so, but this one. It's it's a similar thing, but I think it's it's different in that ah, it's not that it's just that I don't like it. I think that that's not what they intended to say, um, and so I don't know. I'm I'm uh, at the eight and eight point five situation as well. I think I'll do an eight point five um, because man, there were some good like some good like character moments. The side yeah. characters are are were what were where yeah. a lot of the the good like motion in this movie happened for me. Yeah. So. There's some cool stuff in it for sure. So, what's your final? Did you give a final? You said you were going in between. I'll do eight point five. You don't have to do eight point five. Don't let me sway you. Well, I should probably do eight point five. I'll and probably if, regret and, it later. And Josh, if you wanted to do a ten, I could. I you oh, know, wow. fine. I don't give out ten. Fine. Okay. Well, that's then we might as well just make this a nine point five point scale. <laughs> if I give a movie a ten, then I just won't go see movies anymore because I found the movie that I want to watch all the time. <laughs> the Incredibles ten. Yeah. Hot Rod, 10. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting one. I put it pretty high. Different I don't know about <laughs> School of Rock, 10. I mean... But War for the Planet of the Apes, 8.5. Yep, Chris, yep. uh, Chris is rolling through, uh, through all of his 10s now. I love it. I love it. 
Uh, we are in agreement on The Incredibles for sure, though. Hmm. All right. What's what's next week? Dude. Wait, is that Dunkirk? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I cannot wait for this movie. And Valerian. And Valerian, and Valerian. is out, too. I don't think we'll probably see it before yeah, we I podcast about it. I mean, we're going to go see both of them. But I'll probably see that uh, Valerian like sometime in the middle of like the next week. Yeah, we can, like we can that, review the so. next week, yeah. unless there's something else. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look at the calendar, That's but insane. it's insane. It's, it's been a wild year. It's been uh, a lot of movies, man. Yep. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. Dark Tower is the following week if Dark we wanted Tower. to review that. I'm not sure if we will, but... I mean, it's a big comic book thing. It is, Stephen King thing. Too bad we don't have Cody Moffat here. Matthew, I know he'd love... He would love we to should have him. Uh, we should have him Skype in. Or I don't know, time zones might not work him, out. It's fine. He's, in the, he's like one time zone away. But which one? He's behind us. He'd be fine. Okay. I guess we might have to record later. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It might be like the middle of the well, night. Well, you know, whatever. Let's <laughs> go get some pizza. <laughs> pizza sounds really good right now. Mm. Anything sounds good. I'm just full of popcorn and water. <laughs> <laughs> Basically air. <laughs> the old popcorn and water meal. Yeah. And I a Coca-Cola Icy. Mm. Dude, the Coca-Cola Icy is great. It's my drink of choice at the movie theaters is the Coca-Cola Icy. For some reason, I'm blanking on how I end this, but you can find us online at standtargetpodcast.com, <laughs> on Twitter at chrisart250, and John Wright 777 and Fultron84. Please, Please review your podcast us. Some choice. <laughs> review us. <laughs> Let us know what you think of the podcast. Tell all your friends about us. <laughs> Write in and tell me how to say this. <laughs> Give Chris a script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.